0: Hello and welcome to the Lockdown Cardinals podcast for Monday, July the 18th of 2022. I'm Lucas Smith. That's J.D. Heffron with me as well as always. Thanks for tuning in and thank you for making Lockdown Cardinals your first listen of the day each and every day. A little bit of moving around for one of us today, J.D., being me causing a little bit of a late delay, but it's a little bit of a preview for the Home Run Derby tonight and a good weekend of Cardinal baseball to discuss as well.
1: Yeah, we got a lot to get to, a lot of happy stuff to get to, Lucas, which is uh, always nice. We're not going to have any anything really that negative to talk about today. Kind of refreshing.
0: Even even for a Monday, very refreshing for a Monday. And this Monday episode is brought to you by BlueNile.com. Make your moments sparkle with jewelry from Blue Nile and going on now is the Blue Nile anniversary sale. You can save up to 40% off on classic fine jewelry. And 5% off on engagement rings as well. You can stop stress-free and find your forever piece at BlueNile.com today. More about that coming up in just a bit. And again, just a little bit of a disclaimer. I've been moving around um, out of my apartment the last couple of days as well as some other things. So video quality on YouTube as well as audio, you can see it on YouTube. Not, not the best, but we're going to roll with it. We're still going to talk some Cardinal baseball. So like JD mentioned, we got some fun things including a new draft pick to discuss. But first things first, the machine is in the derby for the final time, he gets uh, paired up with Kyle Schwarber, the top seed in the National League. And I don't know about you, J.D., I've always loved the Home Run Derby. Of all the All-Star Weekend uh, spectaculars of all sports, I've always thought the Home Run Derby was one of my favorites. Do you have a, a different one that you like better? Or what are your thoughts on the Derby in general?
1: Uh, i always love the Derby. Uh, it, it's always been a lot of fun to see some of your favorite hitters hit the ball as far as possible and not worry about having to move a runner over or whether or not they got to put a ground ball, like just, just just swing it, man. Here's one thing I wish they did, to be honest with you, Lucas. So you know how you've got a a few people who've been busted with cork in their bats over the years. Sammy Sosa, the Cubs. Remember that? Remember that? Oh, I just corked my bat for batting practice for the fans. Really dude. Okay. Whatever. Uh, why not let them do that <laughs> for this particular event? I think it'd be fun. Anything to make the uh, the showcase and enhance it any any more they, than they can. Uh, I'm all for it, man. Let's uh, let's do it. Let's let's see them hit it 600 feet if they can. Uh, the only one that I would say I compare it to that is another one that I like a lot is the NBA All Star uh, game. They'll do the three point contest. I always enjoy watching. I watch that better than the dunk contest because I don't know what else they can do. They're dunking over. Cars and people and stuff now, and I don't care. But the three point contest, I, I still love that one a lot too. But still, home run derby by far my favorite all star event out of all the big sports.
0: Well, the chicks did the long ball. You know, that's what they it say. Is, huh? So they got to center a whole event around that. You had the futures game over the weekend, and we saw Mason win. Throw a baseball 100 miles an hour from shortstop. That was pretty fun to watch. Future it's pretty NFL. good, right? Eh, that, not, that's not, not bad. bad. Move over yeah. O'Neill Cruz. We don't want to talk about yeah. you anymore. We'll talk about Mason Wins <laughs> 100 mile an hour power hour throw. Again, we see the celebrity uh, softball game as well. Brian Cranston getting into it with an umpire. But that was hilarious. As well as now tonight, the uh, home run derby will continue. We'll talk about Albert because Pujols has been in some home run derbies before, as you mentioned. Uh, all but one of them has come as a Cardinal when he was in the Angels. Uh, as a member of the Angels back in 2015, but he gets to finish yeah. out as a Cardinal. I don't know. what I really don't know what my expectations are, J.D. I, I really don't because he's coming in there, you know, 40-plus years old, facing Schwarber. He, middle of the season, it's been high. He's been playing a lot recently. I just don't know what to expect, but I do know that I'm going to enjoy it.
1: Yeah, and that's all you really can do. Um, am I expecting Albert to get out of round number one? The odds are against him. That's not a smart bet if you are betting on him, but uh, maybe he has uh, one final surprise for all of us and maybe he can upset Schwarber. I would doubt it. (laughs) I'm not expecting that, but anything that Albert does the rest of this year in a Cardinal uniform, just cherish it and enjoy it because that's what it's about. It's about having fun for him in his final season of his Hall of Fame career.
0: There's no doubt, and and, you know that's been true. I think the the whole season that mindset should have been. But now that we're getting to the, you know, at the halfway point in terms of the All Star break, we've been much past the halfway point in terms of number of games. We're starting to get to the tail end. Now that becomes even more important, right? To cherish these memories, to cherish the machine, because he's not going to be around forever. His season is coming to an end. It's been nice to see him produce a little bit, you know. He hit hit 108 miles an hour for an out on Saturday. Had a home run over the weekend as well. So we're starting to see some good things from Albert, but we need to enjoy it while we can, and You might have better memories of watching him in the home run derby more than I do. He was in the one at Bush. You mentioned the one in Chicago as well. Do you have a favorite Albert home run derby memory, or or what do you remember from seeing him in the derby all those years ago?
1: Well, sadly, he's never won one, which (laughs) kind of dampens everything (laughs) because he's never gotten to hold that trophy up at the end of the contest. But uh, all in all, it's just been any of the years. It's just fun to see that that swing. Just do what it does because it doesn't change any compared to what he was doing when he was playing, you know, going up against live hitters in real games that meant something like it's the same swing. And it's just it's just a beautiful thing to watch. You know, usually you give a lot of credit to the left handed hitters and how good they are and how beautiful their swing is where albert's just got that amazing swing from the right hand side of the plate so it, it was always fun to watch him i mean it was a shame that when he would lose he would get knocked out and it's not like he would do bad it's just whoever he was going up against would just go off and it, and it was crazy and i think it was like i think he lost to garrett anderson i mean seriously garrett anderson's the home run derby champion that's that's horrible right Dude never led the league in home runs or was ever considered a power hitter, but that's who we fell to one year. And you're just like, come on, man, that's who it is. But um, all in all, again, you just, you just enjoy it just because it's kind of cool. Um, Albert always shows out. And he always does a really good job. So if he doesn't make it out of the first round this time, it'll be the first time that he hasn't made it to at least the semis, I believe.
0: Yeah, he's definitely, he shows out as much as he can. You know, Albert comes through in a lot of different ways. You know, and to be honest, I'd rather him come through and, oh, let's say game three of the 2011 World Series more than I want him to come man! in a home run derby. Uh, but regardless, we will see what he's able uh, to do for the home run derby tonight, coming up here in, in just a little bit. Um, as you know, it's a Dodger stadium. We'll see how full it gets. Like people, the for showing up late. I'm sure it's no I hope, derby, I hope it. Sure. I
1: hope it'll be full because they got two former Dodgers in the Derby tonight with Holes uh, uh-huh. and Corey Seeger. Who uh, right. you know just left to go over to the Rangers? So I would imagine both of them will get uh, a massive round of applause. So uh, I, I would hope that LA comes out and checks it out because you got some great young talent in this game, or I shouldn't say game, but in this event, uh, Julio Rodriguez, the rookie, Ronald Acuna Jr., super young Juan so- future Cardinal Juan Soto. <laughs> I should I should say, no, just kidding. I mean, I okay. hope he happens, okay. but I don't think it's going to. But yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, Juan Soto will be in it. Guy only hit one 520 feet last year, so uh, it, you got a lot of power. You got a lot of a lot of big names, and of course, the defending champion Pete Alonso is back. He's won it two years in a row. It's just going to be a lot of fun. Look forward to it.
0: I am too. Really looking forward to it. Hopefully, the Dodger faithful show up on time for tomorrow night's game, uh, the All Star game, because their boy Clayton Kershaw is finally getting an all-star game start after his storied first ballot Hall of Fame career, finally getting an all-star game. We'll go in-depth to that maybe a little bit more tomorrow because some people are up in arms that Cindy Alcantara didn't get it. My quick thoughts, quick thoughts, Kershaw's been too good for too long not to get one. We go into specifics, but he's been too good for too long not to get an all-star game start. I digress. Somebody who is getting an all-star game start, J.D., Paul Goldschmidt. Batting fourth, yeah, yeah. batting fourth, yeah. cleaning up. Hopefully, he'll get maybe two at bats. We'll see how how many ABC gets. Freddie Freeman is on the team as well, so maybe they want to get Freeman an at bat or two in uh, in LA. Uh, but good to see a Cardinal in the starting in the starting lineup for an All Star game.
1: Yeah, you know, with Arenado backing out uh, due to his his back issue, that it, which is fine. I, again, this game doesn't mean anything like it used to, so it's really okay that these guys all back out and say, "Look, I'd rather get some rest." Personally, I would love Z Goldie take a take a few days off, but yeah, he's one of those guys that's not going to do that. He's ready to he's ready to perform. So, and it's cool to see him back and clean up. Uh, well deserved. So many years, you know, you've had guys that. Uh, for the Cardinals that get into the starting lineup and then they got him batting like eighth or something right. you're like what you're like what no Goldie's been the best hitter in the National League so far in the first half of the season It de- deserves to be the cleanup hitter for the National League All-Stars
0: rest of the National League All-Stars line up like this Acuna Jr. leading off Look, Acuna Jr. and Shohei Otani are the two leadoff hitters for these two. I think that is remarkable. Good to the AL it's side in just a minute. Not a bad lineup. <laughs> Acuna bad. is in right. Mookie Betts is playing center field. Manny Machado, another MVP favorite, is playing third base. Goldie's cleaning up. Quick side note: How cool would it would have been, though, to see Nolan Goldie three four in this lineup.
1: Just yeah, that would well. nice.
0: Trey Turner playing shortstop. Wilson Contreras is catching. William Contreras, two brothers in the starting lineup. DHing. Jock Peterson is in left. Jeff McNeil is playing second. He's starting over Jazz Chisholm, who's sitting out. Other than Goldsmith, who's a quick favorite in this lineup for you, JD.
1: Uh, I mean, I got to go with Mookie. Mookie is uh, is a fun one to watch. And uh, the amazing part about him is that he's just so not big. Like, he's just a little guy out there in right field, and he's so good. He'll be in center field for the All-Star team, so I love watching him. I love watching Trey Turner. I love the speed of Trey Turner. Like, even a ground ball to 30 almost beats it out every time. It's just just a a great player to watch. And, unfortunately, they're both on the Dodgers.
0: (laughs) Mookie Betts is also really good at just about everything he does. A couple perfect games, Damn. bowling, football, all these things. But American Leaguers, real quick. Otani, the aforementioned leadoff hitter, he's DHing. Aaron Judge, MVP favorites in right. Rafael Devers is the third baseman. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is playing first base, and Carlos Stanton's in left field. Buxton is in center. Good to see him in the All Star game. Anderson, Tim Anderson, the shortstop. Uh, Jimenez, the second baseman of Cleveland. And Alejandro Kirk, the catcher out of t- uh, Toronto. Really happy to see Buxton. He's probably one of my favorite guys to watch. Um, heard, heard a lot, but favorite guys to watch. Anybody stand out? Obviously, you got Otani. Anybody stand out in the American Leaguers for you?
1: Uh, judge uh, has just been a treat to watch all year. I mean, he's seven foot eight. I don't know if you guys know that, but he's ginormous (laughs) up there at the plate. It's unbelievable. Like just watching him tower over the umpire and the catcher each time while he's up at the plate. Like, I'm like, I don't even know how you throw to this guy. Like, how does he not reach the outside part of the plate ever? Like his arms are 20 feet long. It's crazy. So, uh, seeing him. Uh, being able to play is is fantastic, and uh, as you mentioned, Buxton, who's a very exciting player. If he when he's healthy, he's something else to to pay attention to. Not only offensively but defensively, a dude is a stud.
0: He is a stud. Clayton Kershaw starting for the National League, and Shane McClanahan of Tampa Bay starting for the American League. Two fun left handers to watch. Ooh. Maybe we'll see Ryan Helsley in this game as well for the St. Louis Cardinals, um, and hopefully, obviously, Albert Pujols gets an at bat in there as well. On the field, the games that do matter, the Cardinals finished up a series with the Reds abruptly so as Sunday's game was postponed Mm -hmm. due to weather. We saw the same exact thing happen last year against Chicago, but we'll talk about the Reds series coming up here in just a moment, as well as, again, talking about the newest members of the Cardinals team with the MLB draft this week. But first things first, whether you're ready to pop the question or you're just going to celebrate a milestone moment, Jewelry, Needs to be as unique as your significant other with a modern convenience, right? You can find that at BlueNile.com. They have simple online tools that let you choose the diamond shape, size, and clarity, as well as the setting style. Blue Nile's bench jewelers will then handcraft the perfect engagement ring. Each ring is one of a kind, just like your special someone. And if you're looking for fine jewelry but having trouble finding it, don't worry. Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24 7. Available via the phone or chat function to help you find a memorable gift at every budget. Make your moment sparkle with Blue, uh, Blue Nile jewelry, excuse me. And going on now is the Blue Nile anniversary sale. Save up to 40% off on classic fine jewelry pieces and 25% off in gadget ring settings. And every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Even if your anniversary is in June or it's in May, Get it early while this sale is going on. Shop stress-free. Find your forever peace at BlueNile.com today. So the Cardinals with a couple of good wins against the Reds, J.D., and I know it was the Reds. You know, I know it's Red bottom feeders, right? But two wins are two wins going into the All-Star break.
1: Yeah, well, it was also a Reds team that it was playing really, really well coming into the series, and we discussed how you just couldn't sit back and expect to get a victory over this team who had just played the Yankees really well and won two out of three in New York had swept the Tampa Bay Rays. So they came in doing really, really well and feeling great about themselves, and the Cardinals took care of business, which was really nice to see. You know, there wasn't a... A whole lot of drama, really, in it. Uh, The the first game, you know, things got off to a bad start as the the, the Reds took the lead early, but then it was the Cardinals pretty much the rest of the way. Palante had uh, a decent showing. Like, I'm not expecting Palante to go out there and throw seven shutout innings. I mean, to give you five and give up three runs, I'll take that out of of a rookie. And then the uh, bullpen comes in and does a good job. So uh, they take that first one seven to three. And then uh, on Saturday... Bit of a butt kicking for uh, for for the Cardinals as uh, they they just trounced the Reds eleven to three and that was fun to watch too because I like the fact that there was like no mercy uh, you remember the Cobra Kai shirt I wore that day I do. no I mercy do. that was that was the idea okay when you got an opponent down you step on their throat and make sure they stay down and that's what they did we had a little bit of drama with uh, with uh, Cabrera over the weekend but that, that you know. It's okay. They they got past that, but it was good to see the Cardinals just take care of business. And uh, unfortunately, they weren't able to get the sweep on Sunday after getting rained out. But but it was fun to watch the the first two games getting Ws in both.
0: Agreed. Uh, you know, one negative from that game was TJ McFarland giving up two on they were unearned because of because uh, of an error behind him. But he did pitch a little uneffectively outside of that. Uh, walked two batters, only recorded an out on Saturday. But I'll highlight one person, J.D., real quick on the offensive side, I think. Obviously, with 11 runs on Saturday, there's a lot to choose from, right? But I'll talk about Tommy Edmond. We talked about him briefly last week. Been struggling yeah. a little bit. Arguably could have been an all-star You know, if he didn't struggle to, to close out the first half right. He reached base three times on Saturday. Two hits and a walk. You know, Guess how many runs he scored on Saturday, J.D.?
1: Three. Uh, three. I was going to say I got,
0: three. I cut you off. Well done. Okay. Well, I'll give you a second. <laughs> guess. You reached base twice on Friday. How many runs did you score, JD? Twice. Twice. Dude reached twice. base five times <laughs> on, in two games and scored five times. Yeah. I understand it's a that's a microcosm. That's a small staple size. But the, when Tommy Edmund goes, this yeah. offense goes. And yeah. I, again, I get it was the Reds. Just let's just put that out out of our minds for a second. At the end of the day, Tommy Edmond got on base five times and scored five times. Is that credit to Goldschmidt, who drove him in a lot, Carlson? Of course, it's credit to those guys. But the, the point is that Goldschmidt's home run on Saturday was a two-run home run because Edmund got on rather than yeah. a, a solo home run. So it gave them a two-run lead rather than a one-run lead, right? Mm-hmm. Or it, it was a two-to-one game at that time because of the home run given up by Michaelis. But the point is, Edmund can be the igniter in this offense. And we saw a microcosm of that over the weekend. We talked about it last week. I just wanted to give it a mini shout out because we, you yeah. know, we, we saw a concrete example of it in two back-to-back games.
1: Buddy, you nailed it. And it's, it's truth that when Tommy Edmund, especially when he's sitting at the top of the order, sometimes they scooch him down when he's struggling a little bit, but when he's at the top of the order where he belongs, then if he gets on base it causes problems for the opposition and he's got obviously the great wheels where he's i think he's second in the NL and stolen bases now um you know he he can cause problems and he bothers pitchers and catchers out there when he's on first or second base and that just makes it that much easier for guys like Goldschmidt like Arriano even Carlson batting in the two hole or Yepes whoever they got there to do more damage and uh, it, the, the stats don't lie when he is on base and scoring runs, his team wins. Simple as that.
0: And not, it wasn't just because I was hitting right-handed either. His leadoff hit in the first inning on Friday's game came left-handed against the right-handed pitcher, Hunter Green. So, it, yeah. again, more to the point that he can hit from both sides of the plate when he's right. These slumps will happen. It's not like we gave up on him completely when he started slumping, right? But there is that point there. Uh, you mentioned something that I nailed, you know, talking about the Edmunds success. What you nailed was getting to the Reds bullpen because the Cardinals saw some success over the weekend <laughs> in getting to the Reds bullpen. They took advantage of, you know, some rookies with them upside, but not really there yet. But the bullpen for the Reds let them down again, multiple times over over the weekend. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Both rookies, Hunter Green and then Nick Lodolo on Saturday. Uh the Cardinals did exactly what we said they should do. They were selective. They took pitches. They didn't chase anything. They made those young pitchers throw strikes come to the zone come to them and they didn't do it very well and when they did get in the zone the guys were ready and they hit it but they took a lot of walks made them through a lot of pitches early on and of course you get into that bullpen which is horrible for the Cincinnati Reds it is terrible i it, it's as bad as it gets for the for that team like they they're they're a decent team in almost every aspect except there you get to that bullpen, and it's it's just garbage. It's absolute garbage for that team, and the the Cardinals took advantage. And that's what you have to do. You find a weakness and you squeeze. That's really what you do. And they got to uh, squeeze a lot of a lot of runs out of that Reds bullpen over the weekend.
0: Yeah, the offense. You know, I, I, you mentioned the no mercy, but it was good that the no mercy came from an offensive standpoint too. It wasn't just pitching shutting it down. We saw all star Miles Michaelis. Uh, yeah, put together a great start on Saturday. I forgot to mention the first segment. Michaelis named an all-star replacement. He was phenomenal on Saturday afternoon against the Reds and those wonderful Saturday alternate cream jerseys. Love those alternate <laughs> I'm always one that Cardinals uniform, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But that Saturday yeah. one is a beaut as well. Um, and we also yeah. saw... Oh yeah, I got Nolan no right Goldie's. there.
1: I got I got her all the ones that I own that are all stars. I got Nolan and Goldie over here in the back. Two so, all stars
0: right there. Speaking of Goldie, rep- you know, to, to finish up the weekend points. Goldsmith almost didn't even realize he hit his 300th career home run. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that,
1: was, so that funny. was funny. Yeah, I that was to...
0: so that was so
1: Goldie right there it was. to it be was. so like eh, whatever. I don't care. Yeah, no Did it go over? Oh, fine. I'll jog around the bases. Jeez. <laughs> 300 home runs man well done celebrate yes. that dude yeah, it's a big accomplishment
0: absolutely congratulations i was at the game on saturday went to the it was a the bloggers day so i got a q and a with john mozarlek as well that day we'll have content on that later this week but i was my, my angle you could see Goldschmidt literally walk almost all the way back to first base it was hilarious yeah. he had no idea it was it was gone credit to danny Mack. i listened to his call later he knew it was gone instantly he was on it yep. Goldschmidt, 300 home runs all in all at least a little bit of momentum going into the all-star break after a borderline bad start to the month of July.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Now you, you went too, and uh, what, what they would they say? Happy flight. Well, happy flight to uh, people who were going to the all-star game and happy, go chill at home for everybody else. Cause it feels good to win. And when you went too straight in the fashion that they wanted, where it wasn't really all that close, You got to feel good about yourself. And guess what? You get them on the back half uh, when you start the second half of the season here. It's the Reds again, just in Cincinnati. So same team, hopefully the same
0: results. And hopefully a little bit more rest, too, because there are some off days coming for uh, the Cardinals as well. Not only All-Star break, but even post-All-Star break. It's not right back into the fire, right? You've got a couple off days next week as well. Uh, But we'll finish up today's show by talking about a little bit of draft news. Talk about not only the Cardinals draft picks, some Cardinals sons have been drafted as well that we'll talk about in just a minute.
1: Yes. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. You can find all of the latest sports developments, league reviews and news. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports and scores and BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season because it is because it is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. You had exciting times at the Open uh, this past weekend. NFL football not too far off, and yes, you can bet on preseason games if you want. Lucas' Chicago Bears, two-and-a-half-point favorites over the Kansas City Chiefs. Can you believe that, Lucas? I
0: can I don't know why, but I can. Let's do it.
1: (laughs) They're going all the way. All right, that's their their first preseason game on August 13th for your Bears. My Packers, they're getting three points against the 49ers in their first preseason game in San Francisco. So who knows what's going to happen? It's preseason, right? But uh, you can put bets on on your favorite NFL teams, okay? So uh, head to the website today, or you can use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online, where the game starts.
0: MLB draft is this weekend. To my knowledge, it's the only draft that hap- or the, is this week rather, it's the only draft that happens in season, because of the way the college baseball season works, and you know based yeah. on last year's records and everything like that. So a little bit different this year too with the lottery system. You know, we'll have a lottery system in place in future years. New CBA. Uh, before we get into anything though, I want to, I want to say two things. First of all, I'm going to do the end of the show tease now. Go to listen to Lock on MLB Prospects. Lindsay is incredible. He's done a lot of work this past week or so with the draft. They will continue to do so, as well as Jeff of Lock on Guardians. Lock on MLB Prospects is the place to go. Another mm-hmm. thing that we just got an alert. So, this is a live reaction right now, JD. The Cubs Uh-oh. have drafted Mark McGuire's son. Right handed pitcher Mason McGuire has been picked by Chicago in the eighth round. The athletic, the push notification says, but will he sign? I don't know the story to that, but I just got it, so I thought I'd share. <laughs> kind of fun. That's one Cardinal son that got drafted. The first overall pick was another Cardinal son.
1: That it was. It was uh, Matt Holiday's son, Jackson Holiday, who ended up going number one. And I don't know if a lot of people had him as the number one pick. A lot of people were picking Andrew Jones's son as the number one spot. But uh, dude, you see those numbers that he had in high school this year? Hit over six hundred. 17 home runs. I mean,
0: Oh my gosh. It's like the show like, on
1: rookie. Yeah. And, and, and to, to hear him talk, he sounds just like his dad. He's pretty humble. He, he yeah. even, you know, he was kind of like nervous to talk to anybody. He's like, Oh, uh, you know, whatever. I'm number one. I'm, I don't care. Like it, it was, it was, it's, it was funny. Mm-hmm. He uh, does. He, he has more hair than his father. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> He's got the long, long locks coming out. And, uh, I, you know, you gotta, you gotta feel real happy for him. You know, it's a, A dream come true for any kid to get drafted and to be the number one overall pick, even better. So congratulations to him. Uh, As far as the Cardinals go, uh, they had the number two or 22 overall pick, and they ended up going pitcher heavy with their first two picks. Uh, They selected Cooper Jerpy, is how it's pronounced, everybody. It's spelled H-J-E-R-P-E. We know what you're thinking. It's pronounced Jerpy. 21-year-old left-hander from Oregon State at number 22 overall. He's 6'3", 200 pounds, low 90s fastball. They can touch 95, but his big pitch, Lucas, is his sweeping slider. He also throws a changeup. Gets a lot of comparisons to the Boston Red Sox' Chris Sale and the Milwaukee Brewers' Josh Hader due to their similarities in their delivery, not so much what they throw, but just mm-hmm. how they look when when they're throwing on the mound.
0: Well, as long as... Jerpy does not have <laughs> as long as he doesn't cut up any jerseys or trash any clubhouses like Chris Sale did. I'll take Jerpy, you know, and, Hope, and hopefully,
1: hopefully, he doesn't break his pinky like Chris oh, Sale yeah. did over the that week, and that was nasty. That was yeah. I was watching Ooh. that game
0: live. I'm not a big like I don't I don't like it. I'm not, so I'm just gonna move on. Yes, he broke his finger, but no, it's it was a theme. You mentioned it. The Cardinals pitching heavy, but also left-handed pitching heavy and yeah. pitching heavy from. Um, Power Five programs, from from programs mm-hmm. that 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 are established. That's what I'm looking for. Established programs. Yeah. They picked a person from Elon today, so it's you know it hasn't been all Power Five schools, but that's a theme. You saw a couple years ago, everybody was shocked when they picked Jordan Walker out of high school. Obviously, Jordan Walker has worked out so far, but this is something that we've seen for quite some time with the Cardinals draft. They're going to try and pick proven guys that you know are near MLB ready. We could see Jerpy in a year and a half. Maybe sure. maybe two we we could see him next September. There are some reports that are saying that he's that close. You know he's not yeah. going to start. You know in the Florida Gulf Coast League. You know he's going to start um, probably at, at high A, maybe even Double A. We don't know yet. So, uh, yeah. but he, he's a proven guy. Something yeah that might you know we've seen some speculation push some other left-handers in the system out for trade packages. That is pure speculation at this point, but um, yeah. I haven't seen too many negative reports on this Jerpy uh, on the Cardinals' number one overall pick, so that's always a good sign. Because I'll, I'll admit I'm not a huge expert on college baseball, so I defer to yeah. a lot of people. Lindsay's one of them. Jake, Locked On Braves, does a lot of college baseball as well, and they, they seem to have good things to say.
1: Yeah, um, I, I found this quote from from Jerpy, and when they asked it what his pitching attack was, who does he compare himself to? You're gonna like this one, buddy. Max Scherzer and Jacob deGrom, because <laughs> St. stated of Max Scherzer, this is the quote. He's like a psychopath. And then deGrom is, quote, an animal dominant, and his stuff blows hitters away. So oh, that's right. who he compares himself to as far as, like, mentality, attitude on the mound. In the clips that we did see after he got drafted, a lot of emotion, you know, a lot, a lot of energy out there. Which I dig, man. I'm I'm always yep. uh, I'm always happy to see that out of any player. Uh, he went 11 and two, 2.53 ERA this past year for Oregon State, aka the Beavers. Struck out 161 hitters, which was a school record in just 103 in a third inning, and he walked just 23. So he's around the plate. He throws strikes and he's missing bats. Okay, and that's fantastic. And then you got this, you know, the the goofy delivery that he has as a left-hander uh, makes it all that more difficult because you never have too many left-handed pitchers. Okay, If you can get some good ones, that's great. Number 59 overall, they took another lefty. It was Bryson Motz from the University of San Diego. He just turned 21 on Sunday, so he got drafted on his birthday. How cool is that?
0: that drafted was on his birthday.
1: <laughs> uh, that's there was a low 90 that'll last forever. Right, right. I spent mine in Vegas, hammered. This guy gets drafted by the St. Louis Cardinals. His is a better memory because I don't remember mine at all, hardly. But anyway, I digress. All right, throws low 90s, but apparently he has hit 96-97 on shorter stints. He is a starter in college. He was tended to 3.87 ERA. He strikes out 129 hitters in just 90 and two-thirds innings, walks just 22. So another guy who's around the zone throwing strikes but missing bats. Many scouts said he could still be a starter, but likely will end up in the bullpen. But both of these guys, 21 years old. So you don't have like, as you mentioned, you don't may not have to wait too long to see them in a Cardinals uniform if they progress the way they expect them to, because you like to get some of these guys up when they're you know 23 years old. So that's only two years away. And that's if they progress just regularly, like if they maybe they maybe get ahead of schedule, you come out and find them in, in, on the team next year at some point. You never know.
0: We could see them before Jordan Walker, and that would be that would be something. That's a possibility. Uh, That's but, a possibility, and that might might not even be a bad thing. Like you said, maybe yeah. these guys are deserve it at that point. But very rarely do the Cardinals have a bad draft, and it's trending that this one will be another good draft for the Cardinal scouting department, as you know, the draft department, Randy Flores. Mm-hmm. These guys know what they're doing. There's a reason you see so many former Cardinals in other spots flourishing, as well as in St. Louis because uh, they know how to pick them, and uh, they know how to pick them well. So we'll, we'll see what, how the rest of the draft uh, lands out there. Th- rounds 3 to 10 were today. is a, very, a longer draft than, than most because you have 26 men on the roster. Uh, so it's a longer draft than most. We'll see how the rest turns out. We'll also see what the Derby turns out in the All-Star game. turns out tomorrow, so be sure to tune back in tomorrow. We'll have our home run Derby reaction. Maybe we're talking about a, a machine upset. Maybe – we're talking about a machine disappointment. We'll be talking about the Derby as well as going more in depth on the all-star game and be sure to be stay tuned for Thursday's episode. The Cardinals have been linked to Juan Soto or at least to the Nationals. Is it realistic? We'll discuss. We'll give some trade packages. We'll talk about some wild ones we've seen as well. Uh, so I'm talking come about back it in. yet. That's a comeback in on <laughs> Thursday for that one. But before that, come back tomorrow for home run Derby reaction in an all-star game preview. And until then from JD and myself, Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Stay safe, stay well. Have a fantastic rest of your day.